0: hello hello my spiritual hot gals hello my spiritual hot mom friends and welcome back to the spiritual hot mom shit podcast the podcast where we talk about all things self-love the magic of motherhood as well as the radiant realness and creating a life we love and being someone we love it is my mission in this lifetime to really support other women to tap into their inner goddess to love themselves deeper and unapologetically create their dream life So today in this episode, I am so excited. I had a few glasses of bubbly. I sat down with one of my dear friends and we just literally had a little sesh talking about one of my favorite things that came out of April, which was watching the show, The Ultimatum. And I know that It's actually funny to people. I don't watch a ton of TV, but I had heard a lot about this show, and I really wanted to watch it, and I polled you guys on our spiritual hot mom shit Instagram, and there was a lot of talk about how the show is toxic, and how it's so negative, and people hated it, and in all actuality, I think it is a mirror for so many people. I think it is a mirror for so many people. There were so many beautiful lessons in this show, as well as the vulnerability, the openness. I think we all can admire in some way. So I wanted to sit down and talk about the spiritual lessons of the ultimatum, as well as just have a little gab sesh with one of my girlfriends and just kind of dive into it. This show left my jaw on the floor so many times. And of course, it's edited. Maybe some parts are scripted, but these are real people. So without bashing them or tearing them apart. We wanted to dive in and just talk about it. So we will dive into that. And before we do, I want to remind you guys that today is the last day to sign up for Like Honey for May. And each month in our monthly membership, Like Honey, we have a theme. And this month's theme is spiritual hot mom shit. This month is specifically for the moms. So you have these videos, these meditations, these walking meditations, the practices, the journal prompts. It is like your own high vibe self-love spiritual hot mom Netflix and you have all access to it for life and it's all self-paced and I am so excited about this month. We are really focusing on the routines, the rituals, the systems, and creating a life you love in motherhood, really looking at where we're feeling overwhelmed, where we're feeling just kind of out of control, and even where we're feeling good and making it even better. We are diving into mommy and me affirmation practices. There's some DIYs with your little one. There's some practices just for you, as well as really looking at our relationship with gentle parenting and how it really connects back to us. There's a million and one gentle parenting books, but what they don't talk about enough is how the most important part about gentle parenting is being gentle with yourself. So that is what we are diving into in Like Honey this month. And I am so excited. We are covering everything from love after baby to communicating with your partner to setting boundaries to releasing people pleasing to looking at mom guilt. There is so much magic this month. I have never created this much content in Like Honey. And it's seriously life-changing so for all my mamas to be my mamas now or even just anyone who is wanting to connect more to their own divine feminine as well as heal their own inner child and look at their own mother wound this is for you it's less than 50 dollars, and it is the last day to get in so i will have a link down below as well as i want to thank you guys like i always do for all of the love and support on the podcast you guys seriously just make me so excited to post these podcasts every single week and i just want to say thank you and i love you if you guys have not seen we are in full swing of our hot mom summer series on our youtube channel marissa lace so make sure you head over there and watch those it's been super fun to document this process and without further ado, let's jump into the podcast with my dear friend, Madison. Madison is one of my sweet, sweet friends that I have met through actually my Project Blissful Body Instagram. Um, It was a fitness Instagram that I did and then I got pregnant and I was like, LOL, no more to this. Um, And she is an amazing mother of two who literally is such a light in my life. She is an amazing mother, an amazing, amazing human, and seriously one of the nicest, funniest people that I know. She is a Libra. She is an Enneagram 2. and she is just the light of my life so let's jump into it besties queen can you hear me yes oh Oh, thank god okay (laughs) so i'll edit this part out no thank god um but i'll let you know when i'm about to start but thank god okay we have our phone charger here we are ready we are going okay you ready to start yes okay So jumping right into it with my dear, dear, sweet, sweet friend, Madison, which (laughs) I am so mother effing excited I cannot even tell you guys who are listening like I had nobody in my life who else had watched this show yet except poor James who had to sit through it with me and when I saw on Madison's story that she was watching it I dead ass facetimed her in that moment saying I needed full review I needed to do a podcast with her because this show is just like such a beautiful reflection of everyone is living in their own delusional reality. Even us, even us, even even us, proudly and truly and honestly, Madison, you are one of my first friends to do the podcast with. Like I don't really let people into my friendships a lot, so this is going to be fun on its own, but. We have so many couples to go into and talk about. And of course, I want to start the podcast by saying that this is no judgment towards these people. Of course, there's so much editing. There's so much staging. There's so much like illusion that goes into it. So of course, like these people are just opening their hearts and doing the damn thing. And some are not. And we are going to go into that also. Madison, I do have questions for you first. I'm ready. Okay. So let me also say, if you have not watched this show and you plan to and don't want spoilers, get the fuck out because this is, like, full of spoilers. Full of spoilers. But, Madison, my first question for you is who do you think had sex on the show? Oh, my gosh. Um, I fully think Madeline.
1: Yes! Madeline, like, she even said in the dating (laughs) phase was asking about... How frequently people wanted to have sex, and I have my own thoughts about that. Like, right? W- why? Why was that even coming up when you knew you were going to be together for like three weeks, living together, and then go back to your person? This wasn't. This wasn't um, the free pass. This was the ultimatum. Correct. And. So, so- <laughs> like. I
0: <can't>. No judgment. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. Just. Ever that's the title of the show baby mm-hmm. no judgment just facts facts don't care about feelings <laughs>
1: and I'm pretty sure we already know that Zay and um Shanique Shanique did a little something something maybe they didn't have sex but they definitely got it on in one way or another
0: Okay, And not to cut you off, but I would love to speak on this because I was actually just rewatching the reunion for this podcast episode. And from what I saw moving and shaking in those sheets, my guess is that she gave him the old the old hand job. And oh, then yeah. and then she said, like, you know, Vanessa Lachey asked, which I feel like I could do a whole episode about Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Like, they're really trying. Like, they're really coming out here. Like, anywho, the weirdest, the weirdest, weirdest couple. The vibe. It, the, it's like,
1: we made, we are so successful as a couple. Like, mm-hmm. we have the authority to run these shows. And I don't think I knew or had heard anything about them prior to Love is Blind.
0: Mm, mm-hmm no meow so I'm just like interesting okay it's it's another take it's right. another take it's another layer of the onion so mm-hmm. Vanessa Lachey had asked like what is one thing that you learned about the other cast member or from the other cast members and Shanique's answer was that you can use olive oil as lube <gasps> yeah take How that did I in. miss that Girl, thank God I watched it twice. Thank God I watched it twice. That doesn't seem very. Mm. <laughs> It was it was a lot. It was a lot from uh from just wow. So we had how many couples were there? Let's see. So there was Ray and Zay, also known as Rachel. There was April and Jake. There was Madeline and Colby. There was Randall and Shanique, Alexis and Hunter, and Lauren and Nate. Did you have a favorite OG couple?
1: No. <laughs> you and everyone else watching the show. No. No. And you know, my face during this whole show was just, it it was like a huge question mark on my face. From the first minute of that first episode to the last minute of the reunion, I was just questioning the couples, the editing, the guidelines that they placed for the show were all just They didn't make sense. True. It didn't make sense to me why, okay, you got, you're giving the ultimatum to this person. You guys both willingly came on the show. You understand what the guidelines are. You date around, you pick a person, you live with them for three weeks in their quote unquote trial marriage. You know, you knew what, you knew what, what it was. When you right. came on this show. So why is there so much. Crying. Mm-hmm. Madeline. So person? many things
0: being thrown back. So many sheets to the wind baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> like.
1: You know. it. I feel like. Even if you and your partner. Knew at your core. Like I, I already know. I want to walk away with this person. Why would you still not go through with the experience. If you signed up for it. Mm -hmm. and you've understood it and you obviously were picked for this show
0: go through with the experience Well, and that leads us to kind of the beginning. And, you know, I would love to say that Madison and I are going to do like, oh, an episode on each, you know, episode. No, bitch. We're (laughs) diving into the full fucking thing right now. And so starting with the beginning, we had all the couples who come in. They tell us their story. They tell us why we're here. And for anyone who, of course, does not know, I'm here to let you know seven minutes into this very organized podcast that the Ultimatum is a show where. (laughs) couples are coming in and one of the partners in the couple is giving their other partner an ultimatum they want to get married they want to take the next step and so they are putting themselves in this experiment and this situation to try and essentially coerce their partner to get married and we saw throughout the whole show And Madison, tell me if you agree or disagree. But when you put people in this place of pressure, it almost creates the grass is greener scenario. And through the grass is greener scenario, they almost then come to their realization. But the realization also for some couples was was that they don't want to be together. 100% percent. So we saw two couples get engaged in the very beginning. And I personally think, and let me say this too. I love all the couples. There's not one person on the show where I'm like, let's expose them. Let's drag them. Let's cancel them. This is an awful human. Like I genuinely look at all these people and what, like, being on this show, yes, the show is toxic. Yes, the concept is not that healthy. But then I like think about it because I I pulled on Instagram, like, oh, what what were your thoughts about the show? Like have you watched it? And I got so many replies about how toxic it was. And I'm like, yes, but there's so much toxic activity through our own human experience every single day. And I think that's why I do say that like there's no judgment on these people. If anything, like I would never be that vulnerable to go on this show. Like fuck that. Absolutely not. So in one way I commend them and another way I think Alexis and Hunter I do think that their proposal was real Lauren and Nate I felt so bad for (laughs) Lauren I felt so bad for Lauren oh I feel exactly
1: the same because the first thing that I thought when they introduced um, Lauren and Nate was her comment about She doesn't feel like people should have to make sacrifices in their relationship, that it should all be about compromise. And at the end of the day, no matter what, because he proposed and she said yes, if they go through the marriage, one of them is going to be making the ultimate sacrifice. Yes. Like, this isn't just, oh, I like it hot in the house, (laughs) and I like it cold in the house. Let's compromise, and, like, I'll
0: put on some layers. No, this is a whole-ass baby that he wants to bring into the world. Madison, tell people listening what the ultimatum was between Lauren and Nate. The ultimatum was Nate wanted children.
1: He wanted lots of children. I mean, he wanted to fill her up. Okay? (laughs) And she said, no, Mm she, she does not want kids, Mm -hmm. but let's, let's mention a little bit when she was dating Colby Mm -hmm. that she revealed that she did possibly want children. So here was my issue with that. Tell me. So it's not that you didn't want children. You didn't want children with Nate. Mm -hmm. So that was the issue. So it's going to be a sacrifice it's not going to be a compromise on anything.
0: (laughs) Yes. And Madison and I both are mothers. Madison has two girls who are absolutely perfect and adorable. And I think Madison, I would love to know your take on this, but I don't think you can ever view children as a sacrifice or a compromise. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you have to be on the same page about that, that that is like a full life decision. And I think Lauren was a beautiful example throughout the show of a woman who was just mirroring whoever was talking to her and what I mean Mm -hmm. by that is when she was with Nate she had been with Nate for two and a half years she knew I don't feel comfortable with children I don't want children like this is a no for me she got in this new scenario with Colby when they were still meeting new people still having new conversations like entering new energy and with Colby this like breath of fresh air, it's like she's kind of more open to it. Is she more open to it? Or is she more open to like this grass is greener scenario of like, well, you know, maybe Colby would work less, maybe Colby would be more open to it. And also this idea too, of, I think that really looking at these relationships in general of so many people were just mirroring whatever the other person was doing or saying, because as human beings, all we want to do is, like, be liked. We want people to choose us. We want to feel mm-hmm. that we are approved of. And I think that Ray it was a really good example of that. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, Miss yes.
0: Rachel. Oh,
1: I, you know, I feel for her. Somebody who is a serious people pleaser mm-hmm. and who will kind of diminish myself just out of habit to aid in somebody else's progress, I felt for her a lot. Um, And you could tell that she had a lot of just internal, I think, struggle with just herself, not even with other people, not even with Zay. Like, she just truly couldn't admit to herself what she really wanted. Mm-hmm. From her partner and from
0: herself. Mm-hmm. Well, and then not only that, not only struggling with herself, but you could see even from episode one, Ray was so much in her head and not in her body, not in her heart at all. And like what that looks like, what that means is like, you so often will catch, especially women just overthinking, like being paralyzed, literally with this anxiety of overthinking, not knowing what to say, not knowing what to do. So we're almost just so fixated on like, just trying to say the right thing trying to people please exactly like you're saying Madison and in episode one you had Zay asking Ray like why do you love me what do you love about me like tell me you know like he is looking for those words of affirmations which I sure I'm sure would be his like you know one of his number one love languages and then you have Ray just being like well I just want to get married I want to get married like I love you and I know I want to get married so really throughout the show too you saw so often that the men and the women were so fixated on this idea of marriage to think that it equates to something in your relationship. Thinking that once you get married, once you have the ring, once you put the ring on that finger, everything is going to be fixed. And it really had a deep meaning for them. And I think Rachel, from the beginning, said
1: this is the timeline that's supposed to happen Mm -hmm. you're supposed to go to college and then get married and then have babies and then do this and well I've already ticked off one of my boxes I'm out of college now so naturally my next step should be marriage so because I'm there my partner should be there too
0: Yes. And another thing with Ray, which was like so beautiful to see, I think so many of us can like take away from this of using sex as a tool, like using Mm. your body as a tool. She was so much in her head and like so much overthinking that in that first episode when Zay was like, you know, tell me what you love about me. Why do you want to marry me? And she was like, I can show you better than I can tell you. And a lot of the time when we are stuck in our head, when we're feeling so much anxiety, I mean, baby, we can also like channel that energy into a hot girl walk or a workout, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it's really needing to get into the body and like almost move that energy through you. And we saw that with Madeline too. like Madeline just tried to kind of like, Physical her way into a relationship. And like I've dated people, I've dated men who have told me before that they confuse sex with love all the time where like they'll have sex with someone and then they think they're they think they love them they think that that's what that means and it's almost like really looking at our idea in society of like the physical intimacy of a relationship and like how it's not really that intimate we use it as like almost a little manipulation tool to be like try and have the upper hand or try and get out of a conversation or you know we try and use this as a way of exp- Instead of trying to actually process in our head how we're feeling.
1: Which is something I really loved about Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, was that he was very adamant about finding other ways to be intimate mm-hmm. with Madeline during their trial relationship other
0: than sex. Because okay. he didn't want to get it twisted. But then we had Madeline after... Well, I was going to say after a few drinks, but anyone listening to this, she was drunk that whole damn- The (laughs)
1: whole show. The whole show.
0: Yeah, we'll go into that. But (laughs) she had said at one point that he's only intimate with her off camera. So then that led me to just be like, okay, what are we not seeing what's happening? Hmm. You know what I mean? I almost questioned, and I think if there was anyone on the show that I struggled with like liking it might be Randall only because it felt like a front. It felt like a like an act. I would love to know what his rising sign is, honestly. Like I would love to know what this man's birthday is and like look at his natal chart because it was almost like he was so fixated on wanting to keep appearing to be the good guy. And he had a lot of really great guy moments. Um but I was fully prepared for him
1: to walk out of there with Madeline by himself. No, not even with Madeline.
0: Okay, but I knew you think from Madeline the would him.
1: I knew from the beginning that Colby and Madeline were so toxic together that they would <laughs> not break up. Like they wouldn't. Right. Like that was their whole shtick. Was like we're toxic, but we're gonna like make a. <laughs>
0: we're gonna make
1: a career out of it you know what I mean
0: well can we also point out that we don't know except Ray and Zay we don't know what any of these people do for a living Ray is a nurse (laughs) and Zay is an influencer club promoter that's right that's right you would think that
1: that would be a big part of their introductions because a lot of the men were like well I'm not financially stable yet
0: Well, Madison, thank you so much for being aligned in what I wanted to bring up next, because I think also within this show, it taught us about compatibility. It taught us about compatibility. And what I mean by that is you can love someone and, like, have really great sex with them, have really great times with them, and not be fucking compatible. Like, mm. do you have the same shit in common? Can you watch the same movies together? Do you like doing the same things? Because so much in this show, we saw Perfect Example was Zay's job. Ray hated his job. Like, she literally was so resentful against it. And... You know, even with Alexis, who did end up getting engaged to Hunter, she was saying that she made more money than Hunter. So, like, is that a compatibility thing? I mean, kind of, based off her own idea of what she should have, what she should be doing. And then there's also, oh, my God, we haven't even talked about April and Jake yet. (laughs) Honestly, they kind of fall to the back of my mind. They don't for me. Out of of all of
1: them. I don't know... I don't know why, but they almost feel to me like the tag-along couple. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, if if anybody has siblings and you're just a a few years apart, but enough to where your younger sibling, like, couldn't play with your friends, but they would try to all the time – that's what they feel like to me is like Holy the shit. younger kind of like i i want to be involved i want to be included couple
0: i feel like they are a spot on military couple <laughs> <laughs> from her white acrylic nails to his like people-pleasing you know doubting. she'd be active in all the facebook groups <laughs> bitch she she would love to leave a yelp review she'd be the admin <laughs> Yeah, she has definitely a few different sort of like glitter tumbler cups. Oh, poor April. No, poor I love April. April. But let me tell you why April was my favorite. And I don't think you were expecting me to say that, but I really April, yeah, April was my favorite because she really to me <laughs> I because I just watched the second episode again. I'm like I'm cringing a little bit in The moment that she had at the table, like having that big blow up and then like storming off. But to me, it felt like April was the most honest about her feelings. Like it really felt like even April when she was communicating and talking, she was almost like a little bit embarrassed. But she was open and she was honest. And I absolutely hate that she talks in the third person, but... (laughs) She is incredibly herself and I actually wrote in my notes because anyone listening to this I have three pages of notes but (laughs) I she gave it her all like she really showed up you know and like even when her and Colby chose each other almost by default it was almost like they tried to even kiss at one point to like add some of that whatever spark into it but I definitely think that she is one of the people who was the most open and the most honest. And some of the other people were more fixated on their new relationship in the sense of like the grass is greener mindset. Like I was saying, when April was like, how can I take this new partnership? And what is this teaching me about the partner I have? Well, and I think April, April wasn't just
1: doing it for herself. Like Mm -hmm. she truly thought that. You know, he's going to experience something with somebody else and hopefully at the end of the day, he's going to realize the love that he has for me Mm -hmm. is reigning supreme overall. Mm. And so I think she really did like surrender to the experiment because that's what this is after all, right? Definitely. Um, Even though things didn't go the way that she wanted them to. And she did kind of get stuck in this friendship with Colby. Um, she was putting in the work still. She was. Oh, was she putting in the work at the club with the other guys? Maybe. <laughs> but Wait, at the what end are you of talking day, about? What episode is this? I can't even remember the episode, but I do remember it was her and Colby both met people outside of the experiment and we're like
0: texting with them yes we didn't see this though right like no we didn't see it on film
1: it was was just like brought up and mentioned when madeline went through colby's phone and you know april went through um jake's phone yes um so it was kind of briefly mentioned they didn't really focus on it Mm -hmm. but it was very clear like yeah, she was she was putting in the work on camera with Colby. But there were things outside that were happening with both of them.
0: Yes. And I think from that, not to play like devil's advocate, but I think for them it was seeing their partners have actual connections with other people. So they're like, I need to test another connection. Mm-hmm. And it's not with the person that I'm on this TV show with. Yes. Um, yes. but I will say too that. I don't know. Amber is just like, she was very interesting to me. And like, just to kind of even take a little takeaway from that, because I think it is important that like on the podcast, we're not just like ripping these people to shreds. But like, anytime that I've ever felt the need to go through someone's phone, or anytime I've ever felt the need and the urge and the pull to do something like that, there's a reason. And that's like a sign enough. Right. Do you know what right. I'm saying? Because both of the girls did find things that
1: they clearly didn't want to see.
0: And I want to remind everyone that your intuition is always fucking right. Women's intuition, this is something I tell Madison almost daily at this point. If you think something's up, if you feel some type of way, like women in our society now are conditioned to think we're crazy and you're not crazy. You're fucking intuitive because you know what? Every single time that somebody, one of my friends, including Madison has thought something was going on or felt an urge to check something girl, you were right. And I'm not saying either, like
1: as, as somebody who has done that in the past, not proud of it. I understand Understand where they're coming from, you know, and I think in Madeline and Colby's situation, Madeline found on his phone conversations with a girl that he had met, um, not on the show, mm-hmm. talking about how they were doing this
0: show and that when they got back together, they were going to have an open relationship. And... Okay, is that what he said? Because I thought yes. it was just, oh, we're in an open relationship right now. I didn't Maybe. think he mentioned the show.
1: I thought he did, but I could be wrong. But regardless, him saying
0: that he's in an open relationship with Madeline. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Which Madeline says is not true off the show and all these things.
1: Right. And even if it were true, why are you why are you picking up relationships outside of what
0: you're trying to do it's a lack of fulfillment in self I know that was like a rhetorical question but I'm going to give as you would call it when Madison doesn't want my advice she says I don't need the love and light bullshit I just need to talk (laughs) and I say I'm here bitch what's up so to throw the light and love bullshit in it um I do think that a lot of these people the reason that they're giving ultimatums is because they would rather be with someone that they almost forced to be with them than be alone. Yes.
1: Or to try and um, facilitate a new relationship with somebody else.
0: Because that they would rather be exhausting.
1: alone. Yeah. It is exhausting. It is easier to just be by yourself or to stay in your unhappy relationship that's mm-hmm. already been going on than it is to honor like what you truly want and recognize that you're not being fulfilled in whatever way and choose yourself. Yes, ma'am. It is so much harder to choose yourself and say, you know what? I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. Like I'm not getting these things that I want out of the relationship. I'm at the end of the day, not happy. Or you know what? We, we do love each other and we do fulfill X, Y, Z, But at the end of the day,
0: if we're not going in the same direction, what's the Mm -hmm. point? (laughs) Right. Well, and I will say, too, that a lot of people forget that other people can become habits other people can become so deeply ingrained in your nervous system that it it's it's scary and it's hard to break up with people because your life includes them and so much like perfect example with madison and i like we have children we have these you know relationships where our lives are meshed together like trying to untangle that is like trying to untangle your favorite fucking dainty necklace like mm-hmm. shit is complicated and you get exhausted And at the end of the day, like it is always worth it to choose you, but it is hard and it's the right type of hard. It's looking at why you're settling. It's looking at why you've ignored your unhappiness for so long. And really, I think we saw that a lot with Jake, who I do think April was an amazing partner to him. I do think he fucked up a little bit, but I think that Jake entered that relationship like. Just knowing what I know of men in the military and even women in the military, like it can be very lonely. And it's nice Mm -hmm. to have what I call during COVID, we saw a lot of people getting these emotional support partners. You had a lot of men on the dating apps. We had a lot of people all of a sudden wanting to have this emotional support animal of like, you know, women and men on dating apps. And Jake went from this like people pleasing type of person, which we heard about in his relationship with Uh, I always say Amber, her name is April, 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 April. April. Her (laughs) name is April. I love April can't get her fucking name right, but I love April. And Jake went from this very like people pleaser, like do everything for April to then he got out of the situation. And it was almost like he really entered that grass is greener scenario by meeting Ray so quickly. And then, you know, Ray who's in this position of like, so in her head and very much disconnected from self, which we learn at the end of the series that she really struggled with her sexuality and she's Mm -hmm. bisexual so then Jake and Ray meet, and Ray is just a mirror. Ray will ma- mirror whoever she's with. And so her and Jake get in this little love bomb bubble, and he really, like, gets committed to being, like, you're you're just, like, such great wife material. You're such great wife material. I hate that phrase.
1: used use the- so much in the show, like, oh, baby daddy material. I'm like, you have known this person for seven hours. <sighs> For it... seven hours.
0: <laughs> okay, Madison, I am so sorry to <laughs> redirect the conversation, but I do have to share with you two of my favorite quotes from the show. And if you have any, please share them with me. But I think coming in, coming in hot at number one, my favorite quote <laughs> is from our dear now baby daddy Colby saying, We are oh, the strongest god. couple here. We are gone. oh god. <laughs> when I tell you James and I in bed crying laughing like i did that mad like madison i did that laugh that i do where like i don't make any noise and i'm just <laughs> wheezing and i just i absolutely was losing my marbles that and I man also, is
1: delusional delusional that man
0: is like in living reality, in
1: a complete different plane complete. like he truly only sees like <laughs> okay wait <laughs> But I... what he wants to see he closes his eyes
0: <laughs> listen I wrote another <laughs> I, wrote down, I wrote down another quote from our big guy Nate so if anyone has not watched the show Nate was the guy with Lauren who proposed Please. to Lauren after Hunter proposed to Alexis so in the second episode you have the couples who are choosing their new partners and when Colby is about to choose Lauren <laughs> Lauren, who he says he's in love with after he says, I know love is a strong word, but I just think Lauren's an amazing person. Like, If I saw James literally saying he loved another woman after three days, I would dump his ass right there for his own toxicity. But we had Nate stand up when Colby was about to, you know, say that he wanted Lauren as his partner. We had Nate stand up and say, you know, I don't want to overstep anyone or overshadow anyone. And he (laughs) goes, big cheese, Colby. (laughs) and when i tell you i about shit my pants i was laughing so hard because nate is also he is i think what people view the crazy woman like are oh, yes. very like very generic yes. like blanket statement of like oh she's crazy like no that's nate nate mm. is a love bombing fool the way that he
1: after he proposed and sat back down And everybody is literally like, what the fuck is going on? How do you solve um, this, this polar opposite kids situation of children, of children with not even really seeing each other the past few days and dating other people. And now all of a sudden you're fine with not having kids Mm -hmm. and Lauren is, is, like, her response of, like, absolutely fucking yes, I want to marry you. <gasps> I, I was shocked. I was, I, my jaw, literally. <laughs> Un- <more>. Unhinged. <laughs> it's almost as if, like, she, she was the one issuing the ultimatum and had just been, like, waiting, boy, oh. like, bubbling, waiting for him to propose to her. Like mm-hmm. she couldn't wait to say yes. And I was like, get off, get off the screen. Right. Leave. And, you know, that the end of that episode, I think, left with like April storming off from the table. Yes. Um, because she did. She was, she very much was like, if you came on here and you have an issue like that, that hasn't been resolved, but you're gonna propose to them anyways, what was the point? Because now she realizes, I think, that she is essentially stuck with Colby. And right. she's not going to get the same takeaway out of this as, as all of the other couples. Because all of the other couples did choose somebody. Mm-hmm. So she had a connection. Almost, yes. She's almost like, you know, this, this isn't going to be the same takeaway that we get now because we're forced to be together when you guys really should be the ones trial trialing this and seeing if your compromise quote unquote is really going to be a compromise or if it is a serious deal breaker that you're not going to be able to overlook.
0: Well, and then I, I don't know, of course, like we did not really see a lot of, Lauren and Nate or Alexis and Hunter but like I almost wonder too if Nate's desire for children is thinking that that's what a good man does that is the next step that's what you're supposed to do you know Mm -hmm. because if my spiritual hot mom shit content and like all of these things has taught me anything it's that a lot of people have an idealized version of what parenthood is of what having children means and I remember and you and I spoke about this a lot when I was pregnant that I would say And tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I think my most asked question when I was pregnant was what am I looking forward to the most or what am I scared about the most? And Not having expectation literally has saved me this whole fucking time. This whole time. Having no expectation of what my relationship would look like once the baby comes. Having no expectation of like what the schedule will be, what it's going to look like, of who she will be. And I really have realized that so many people go into it having this idealized like fantasy version of what having a kid is like. Having a baby. Becoming parents.
1: Yes, because ultimately, if you were raised a certain way and you have that tunnel vision of, oh, my kids are going to be raised like this, Mm. sure, they'll be raised like that if your parents are raising them. But with you and a completely new person who has a completely different vision and has been raised different, it's not going to be like that.
0: No, so man. even if
1: you go into it, you both want kids. You're both thinking, oh, okay, we're going to raise our kids like this.
0: That could fully never happen. Correct. It is a daily conversation with sweet James and I of what's going on with Lila. And I will say too, that um, obviously comment on what you feel appropriate to comment on. But I would say that A lot of the time in parent dynamics, I think that one parent does become the primary parent. And I think that's okay. I see people Mm -hmm, kind of, like, mm -hmm. talking about it negatively online. And, of course, I think that there's ways that people can push off their duty as a parent. But with Lila, I find that, like, James does look to me to make, like, the final decision. And not in a passive way, but in, like, a respectful way. Yes. Yes. Which I think a lot of couples and especially just seeing this topic so heavily on the show of anyone listening to this. Like if you think that having a child is going to fix your relationship or make the relationship, please know that it is just a enhancer and a catalyst for everything good in your relationship and everything bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the best way possible. Like becoming a mother was the best thing I ever did and also the hardest, but all the right type of hard.
1: Can we talk about Tommy Queen? Speaking of um, children and babies, Lomas oh. Madeline.
0: Madeline being pregnant. Plot twist, spoiler alert.
1: Madeline being seven months pregnant
0: mm-hmm.
1: is mind blowing to me. Is mind blowing to me because I did not think. Like, I thought that at the end of the day, like, they were going to leave together, right? Right. I thought at the end of the day, they're going to leave together. At the end of this, they're going to walk off into the sunset, be a little happy, toxic couple. But when we come back to the reunion, they're going to have split up.
0: Mm -hmm. That was
1: truly what I thought in my mind. No, Colby said, you don't get to leave. (laughs) You don't get to leave this roller coaster ever. So, Madison,
0: I'm want i going to give you the lead. I want you to tell – The people listening, if they have not seen the show, I need you to give them the rundown of what happened at the end. Of just them. Of just Madison or Madeline and
1: Colby. Okay. So we get down to decision day, right? You see Colby and Madeline standing together. Colby is the one that issued the ultimatum. Okay, let me just. Let me just say that. And And... I don't need to
0: cut Madison off, but Madison, please, 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 I need you to back me up, sister friend, about when the beginning of this series, the beginning, the very, very beginning, I'm telling you, when I started watching this show from Madeline, you would have thought they were in a casual relationship. I would have thought that they were enemies. (laughs) The way that she looked at
1: him or (laughs) her face when somebody was asking a question about him or Mm -hmm. talking to him was Mm -hmm. like furrowed brow entire time.
0: It was, you know, when somebody you
1: don't like says something off the wall and your face immediately, like you just cannot control your facial expressions. That was Madeline Mm. the entire time. Anytime he spoke, she would get that like disgusted. Like, what the fuck did you just say? Look on her face. I was like, this woman hates him. She hates him. Why are, why are they together? She doesn't even like him. Um, so then seeing her have such um, a different dynamic with Randall,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was like, wow, so this is what it's like when she's actually into somebody. Okay, interesting. So they had a, a pretty big blow up when they got to get back together mm-hmm. and a, a couple pretty big blow ups.
0: We saw what it was together. like
1: between those two. Yes. Yes. So I fully thought, okay, what's going to happen? They're standing together. Colby gets down on one knee. With the cowboy hat. With the cowboy hat. The oversized cowboy hat. She yes. Says yes. She says yes. He goes, great. I cannot wait another day to marry you. Let's get married right now.
0: He trapped her.
1: He fully trapped her, brings out an officiant, they get married right there, walk off into the sunset, fully married, legally. Then she comes on the reunion and she's seven months pregnant. Oh. Seven months pregnant. Oh.
0: That's they literally made a baby that night. That's wild. And let me say too, a lot of people, a lot of people think that James and I just like magically Got together and then two weeks later, like we were engaged. So I have a lot of questions about that. And Madison of course being my friend you know that that is not the case but it was so wild to see it and almost have this compassion of like maybe there's something we just don't know like trying to hold out hope of like maybe there's just so much we don't understand right and I got a comment or like you know a question box sort of thing about how you know someone told me like oh I wanted to watch the show but they're all just 25 and you know I wish they put people in their 30s and 40s and in like real long term relationships and let me just say well i'm scared to say this because i don't want anyone to get mad at me but (laughs) if you are in your 40s and you have been with someone 30s or 40s and you have been with someone longer than two to five years and they're still not marrying you and that's what you want baby girl pick pack your shit up and get out get out goodbye goodbye good day like listen to little goodbyes by she daisy pour yourself a glass of wine and pack the fuck up pack the fuck up
1: you know Let's- I couldn't decide if it was my past relationship issues tell me that well actually it was it was mm-hmm. my past relationship issues that had me thinking the whole time like you guys have only been together two and a half years why is this a big issue but like <laughs> in reality that's, yeah that's a pretty normal timeline it like, is two and a half years to then get engaged you know plan a wedding get married whatever mm-hmm. like that is a that is a good timeline. And these people, I I remember making the comment like, these people are younger than me. I'm 27. Like th- these 23, 24 year olds, shut up. Go <laughs> 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 okay, your talk is your talk is clicking. Yeah. You know your I talk, got your yeah. talk. Your
0: clock is ticking. My TikTok
1: is losing views. You guys go follow I... me. and and it truly is, and it, and it is so crazy how much our past experiences influence how now I think about and I'm perceiving this, the, the, these, these couples and these relationships. And obviously knowing what I know about myself now and about like why my last relationship lasted so long without getting married I Mm -hmm. saw a lot of myself um in (laughs) Madeline and Colby yes I'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. there was um I don't remember what it was one of the last episodes there was an interaction with Madeline and Colby and Madeline was with her (gasps) friends um they had a big a big blow up All of her friends, you know, surrounded her in that moment and were like, Madeline, you need to leave him. Like, this is not, this is not healthy. And they were really there, like, kind of rallying around her. Well, in the next episode, she made a comment about, no, my friends like him now because
0: I'm over the situation. In the reunion, yes. Yes.
1: She said, if my friends like him, or if
0: I don't like him, my friends don't like him. If I like him, my friends like him. And Madison, let me say this too. And it goes back to what I was saying before about how I don't share a lot of my friendships. People don't see the dynamics of my friendships. But Madison... I think you can agree to this. I will never be a yes man. I will never be a yes man. I will be the person in your life to tell you if someone else is fucking up, if you're fucking up or what's going on. And that is because in our world right now, we have too many people who will just want to mirror or be agreeable. And I'm not here to be agreeable. I'm here to actually be your friend. And And then it has now warped her sense of relationship relationship and
1: self. Yes. And I would be thinking the whole time, do my friends really have my back or are they just telling me what I need to hear in the moment?
0: Well, and that's when you have to enter these conversations of like, please be honest with me or tell me what you actually think or don't lie to me. And it's like when you have to approach things like that, like it's one thing to be like, you know, I don't want advice right now. Like I just need to vent or hey, like I really need this to stay between us. Like that's very different energy of like knowing that you're. Your quote unquote, your people are just going to essentially mirror whatever they think you want to hear. Yes. Yes. That is self serving behavior, bitch. <laughs> no, ma'am. Not here. Not in this dynamic. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore no. honestly Maybe a few I, years ago <laughs> yeah I do wonder like what that is going to look like as of course Lila just turned seven months and like going through the newborn phase like that is hard on your relationship that is so hard on your relationship but also that hard can be expansive in the sense of like seeing how you and your partner can communicate seeing how you guys can work together and It's very wild to, like, okay, so then going back, I know we were, like, on a whole fucking tangent about Madeline and Colby. But I remember thinking, too, that Colby is also someone who's just very insecure. Like, I almost felt bad for him. Yes. Well,
1: and he was the only one, besides April, I think, that were fully, like, no, I'm going to marry my partner at the end of this like there is no other choice. Yes. I am marrying who I came here with. Oh. Um like just just giving you a heads up.
0: And well, he
1: constantly was like I have so much love for her, um but in the same breath telling her that like he's doing things that she doesn't like because of her.
0: Zay said he made out with someone. Do you remember this? On episode uh, 3 with a stranger? Wait, I- I don't okay, so this is the problem with the show is that not everything is filmed and they're out doing their own thing, living their own life. Yes. I, you know what? I need a North Korea type show. I need lockdown, I need full cameras, I need full like monitored because Zay was saying that Zay had a club promotion for work, right? And Colby went with him, from what I understand. It was very confusing how they explained it. And essentially. Colby ended up making out with some girl and then said that Zay told her to kiss Colby Um, and so then the two guys got into a fight about it and like of course this is not on camera and I'm like I don't think these people know each other in real life but I don't know because there's no fucking background on this show so I'm pretty sure it was like on the show that Colby and Zay went to a work event for Zay and Colby ended up kissing a girl and it was a whole thing where I'm almost like it was very wild to me I remember thinking the first episode that if like I had to choose somebody like Colby would kind of be my type of like who I choose Uh, slightly above average white male that is my type Um, and honestly you know like it's okay own and honor your truth live who you are and that's just that's where I'm at Um, but I also will say Shanique if I had to choose one of the women on that show Shanique and I like Oh my God. She is. I would the have hottest. fought her. I would have licked anything she wanted me to. She is so beautiful. So
1: I, she is beautiful. She is drop dead gorgeous. But as soon as she would open her mouth, uh, she's a little. I'm cringed. cringing. I'm yeah. cringing. It's the way that she met up with Randall <gasps> while they were I just with their that. other partners. And she's like, oh, so you're having a lot of fun, aren't you? Like, I'm so glad you're having fun. I'm so glad you're enjoying this experience. Like she signed up for. You brought him on here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, I'm not, like, enjoying this. I'm just trying to, like, make the best
0: of it. I'm just trying to get my dick wet and enjoy and the experience. I feel like that's how she was
1: the entire show. Same kind of with with Zay. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like we only really saw some of their relationship when they were – almost like arguing yes where she would really flip it and be like oh so so you're just gonna do this huh you're just gonna you're gonna do this and I'm like girl stop talking for a second please
0: Hmm. It,
1: it's one of those it's like I don't I don't want to use the word gaslight because I know it is like it's a hot button Right. But it did feel that way to me.
0: Well, and let me say this because that leads to another spiritual hot mom shit, like love and light lesson that you would call it in our text messages of like, it really is this moment of needing to regulate yourself. It's needing Mm -hmm. to check in with yourself. And we'll move on to Zay in a moment because I feel like Zay is one of the people in the shows that I have the most compassion and also one of the people that I just want to sit down with and just be like, bitch, we could change your life in like an hour, you know? And so with Shanique, like, you look at it, and she is someone who is just so reactive, because she wants to cause the chaos before the chaos is put on her. And she is someone who feels things so strongly and deeply, where she wants other people to be hurt the way she is. And instead of taking accountability of being like, fuck, I put us on here, I now need to sit in that she would rather try and make their experience also miserable and I think that perfect example and you know what I just said of like wanting to make them miserable too is like her experience with Randall in the parking garage like when Randall wasn't sad when Randall was not begging for her to like you know be with him and when he was appearing to be fine and happy she did not like that when they met up and I think where you know we also have to just be fucking honest like if I was on this show with James and I met up with him and he was having a great time having a connection would I be happy for him no and I think that that's the other thing too like the people who are messaging me being like the show's so toxic I'm like yeah it is but also like that is a real fucking feeling like that is so real that like You know, of course you don't want someone to manipulate you to like try and gaslight you exactly like you're saying, Madison, about like, of course, do not manipulate them to express your emotion like you get to share how you're feeling without them needing to validate your experience.
1: Well, and how much
0: of this and of their
1: issues would literally be solved if they were all just fucking honest with each other instead of trying to tiptoe around the situation or trying to create chaos to make their partner almost like make their partner think it's their own idea Mm -hmm. about how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, no, just sit down and be like, you know what? I, I see that you are like really enjoying your time with Madeline and that's triggering to me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't feel like if you have all of this love for me, <clears throat> you should be having so much fun right now. Right. You know, and that they, they may not agree with that, but that's still you being honest about how you're feeling so they can see that. Because oh. you can't read your partner's mind. You can't One read your friend's thousand. mind. You can like you you have to say it.
0: One thousand percent. And I think that, you know, that's another lesson from this show of, like, really, it, it it was such a, like, projection of people living in their own projection. Of, like, seeing the relationship for how they wanted to see it and not seeing their partner for who they truly were. Yes. I, w- I do
1: want to say, just because it popped in my mind. Tell me. One last thing between Madeline and Colby, and it's actually something... that I really liked and it was on the reunion they were talking about how different their relationship is now Mm -hmm. versus when obviously they were on the show and before that and Madeline made a comment about how when they fight now or when they argue now it's way different because they're not two separate entities arguing Mm -hmm. for themselves They are one entity arguing for that entity. Yes. Like they're fighting for their family instead of fighting for themselves. And I think that honestly coming from them is probably the best growth
0: that that we could have hoped for. 1000%. Um, Especially
1: now bringing a little baby Into the world, them shifting their mindset of, okay, we're a team now. We need to figure this out and we need to to work on X, Y, Z for our family and not still thinking of themselves as two separate people. Mm -hmm. So I did like that.
0: Yeah. And that reminds me of what, I mean, I feel like you and I have had this conversation. Like when I get into fights with James of like, it, you have to want to be happy over right. Like I am not here to like prove that I'm right. You're wrong. It's like, you have to want to fight to have the same end goal of both being happy of both being on the same team. And, you know, I love that you bring that up because it really is like to have this story in your head that you will never fight that you will never argue that that'll never happen is like it your head's up your ass like that's that's not true at all like there definitely is like the right type of fighting oh queen Hello, it like Leader wouldn't back. let me join forever. <laughs> Rude, um. But yes, it was hard to watch with Madison or Madeline. God damn it! I knew that would be a <laughs> fucking struggle on this podcast of uh, Madeline and Madison. But it was a struggle to watch Madeline and Colby. And I think, especially like, let me tell you something. Madeline sold it pretty fucking hard. Like I thought she was gonna choose Randall.
1: Oh, full on. Full on. Towards the end I was like maybe but I don't know because I, I felt like she she really does kind of thrive off of that love hate relationship with Cole. Chaos.
0: She Like he loves off her, she hates him mm-hmm well so going back to that actually really diving into what you just said madison there was an episode of the ultimatum where it was a girl's night and a guy's night and the guys went out together the girls all went out together and it was a shit show and madeline was a shit stirrer she <laughs> was str- she was also like 25 sheets to the wind like she was drunk as a skunk asking these women so directly like you know who do you want to be with? Like asking Ray, who's with Jake, who April is there. April is one of the women who is like, I'm going to be with you. I know that more than anything. And to see Madeline so bluntly ask, you know, Ray, like, oh, but do you want to be with him? Oh, can you see yourself together? Oh, how is it going? She was almost like a pot stirrer. So that was yeah. very interesting. And yeah to see these episodes where, like, these women actually got very heated, including Shanique, like you said, who was a little bit of a hothead, and then to see Zay also get very heated with Colby. And that dives us into the next topic of, like I said, one of the people on the show that I felt the most connected to in a way of, like, compassion and sympathy was Zay. And he shared... Yeah, he shared about, like... He, he had a very hard childhood. He shared. He lived in his car for a while. And with Zay, you have this very beautiful tall masculine strong man who does not have the emotional awareness to have these conversations and you see him trying and it's so hard to watch because you see like him in this fight or flight response when you know whether it be Ray his original partner or Shanique his second partner of having these tough moments these tough conversations of you see in his mind him going into, like, this defense mode of thinking he's being attacked. So he Mm -hmm. first starts out with, you know, being like, hey, hey, like, whoa, like, let's not, you know, go there. And then he'll start to raise his voice. And with Ray, she backed down. And with Shanique, Shanique, just like, you know, Madison said, she raises her voice. She gets very, like, aggressive. She gets Mm -hmm. very reactive. And the pattern that you saw with Zay was that he really was not able to process that energy and that emotion through his body. And how that manifested throughout the show was he walked out a lot. He would raise his voice and get upset and then walk out. And I think something in the reunion that I saw that was really beautiful to witness, and I really hope that these people, of course, like they are strangers to us. We don't know how they think. We don't know what actually happened in some sense, but... Through the reunion, when Ray shared that she didn't know about the physical intimacy between Shanique and Zay, and, you know, Ray was very upset about that. She was crying. She was screaming at Zay across the stage, and Zay was like, I take full responsibility. I take full responsibility, and he was trying to talk, and she's like, why don't you apologize? Like, why don't you apologize just getting so, you know, emotional and yelling at him? And something that she shared, Ray, was that watching the show back, she felt she had no idea how cold she was. She had no idea how disconnected she was from the scenarios. And it's such a beautiful reminder that just because we're thinking something in our head does not mean that that is, like, being yeah. felt or seen to the other people. And yeah. so you, you had Zay saying, like, I take full responsibility. I take full responsibility. That was on me. My bad. And you have Ray saying, why can't you just apologize? Why can't you just own it? And she's so much lashing out about all of this, like, energy, all of these emotions and this anger she felt that she can't even see that he's doing exactly what she wants. That was really hard to watch.
1: The whole, not not just that part on the reunion. I mean, <clears throat> he was there taking full responsibility, like you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And... Then be the, her being like, you know, you should have told me you should have done this. He's like, I, I I know, like, I recognize that I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to tell you, like, I'm, I'm trying, Mm -hmm. you know, he did
0: at one point get up and walk away
1: after Um, she was
0: screaming at him. And that goes back to the fight or flight. I don't think that some people can handle that type of confrontation and, I wish I was one of those people because let me tell you something, (laughs) you want to yell at me, game on, game on.
1: As somebody who definitely is a flighter, you know, having conversations where you have to be open and vulnerable and, and really try, it's hard to get your point across once you feel so heightened. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a flighter. I want to leave. Get me the fuck out of there. Like, I don't want to have this conversation right now. Wait, we it. need to cool off. Great, fine. And I could see with Zay, I think that was his intention was like, yeah, this is too much right now. I can't process it. I need to thank you, baby. I need to walk away
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then come back when we're calm. You know what, what I mean? Which is like anybody. You can't really get anywhere when you are, whether it's just you in your own mind or you with somebody else arguing, you can't get anywhere mm-hmm.
0: when you're that high.
1: You well, can't you, do
0: it. You get so fixated on yes. the one thing you're talking about. And, and I you think know. he did grow. Like he yes. did. Treat, yes. And that's
1: what I think Shanique really helped him the most with. And she was like, no, we're here. We're talking about this. You're not going to walk away from me. Mm-hmm. And he did. He did end up, you know, at one at one point he left, but he came back and he apologized, apologized. to her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, he was like, I'm sorry I was raising my voice at you. You know, mm-hmm. you were making these facial expressions that it was like throwing me off and I was trying to understand and, you know, it got too heated. Um <sighs> When Rachel and Zay had that argument where he left until 8 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. I have mixed thoughts. I have mixed feelings. Say more. Um, Go off. I see it from both sides. Of, yes. Uh, like, I see it from Zay's side. He had to get away. Like mm-hmm. he needed to leave, he needed to get his mind off of it. However, Rachel does not know where he is. Mm-hmm. She said it's not unlike him to to. We have a argument. He leaves. He's usually home by two o'clock in the morning. Is you see her in the bed, the little night cam. Right. It's two a.m. She's her nightlight was on. Her. She thought he, he was coming he, home. He's he's not home. It's yeah. three a.m. He's not home. It's four a.m. She's he's not home. Eight o'clock in the morning, he comes home. And obviously, if I was in that situation, I would think, like, oh, what what the fuck happened? Like, where were you? I need an explanation. Like, we need Mm -hmm. to talk about this. You can't. And I think, honestly, a lot of it comes from a point of, like, safety. Yeah. Your nervous system. You know, like, she was worried Mm -hmm. about where
0: he was. I would be worried. Hell. Uh, like Madison, as my friend, as my friend, what do you think? What is your interpretation as someone who knows me very well? What do you think I would do in that situation? Because I have a very distinct answer in my head.
1: Um, like if James left and was yeah. not there until eight o'clock in the morning. Right.
0: And it was like Honestly, a big fight just like that.
1: I feel like you'd be like, Don't come home. Yeah. <laughs> change the locks
0: cool you made You'd be like James. <laughs> Who? yeah I'm sorry I'd pack my shit up and like I... and that's the thing though because here's my thing though of uh, I have been in a situation like that though where I had a boyfriend leave and I'm talking like literally he went to a hotel and his location was on on his phone like we shared our locations and it was one of those things of we were in a fight, and I just remember being like, okay, I know where he is, but also, like, we had gotten into a fight, and he, like, the reason we were in a fight is because he was, like, out with another girl who was, like, a co-worker, which is what he, you know, his claim was uh-huh. of why he was out with her. And we're talking until, like, it was very late. It might have been, like, midnight or, like, 1 in the morning, And I was just, like, WTF. And, like, I just (laughs) remember being, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, I know where you are, but I don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I look at these situations now, and I think it's the level of, like, self-respect I have where it's, like, if you don't meet or match this level of self-respect that I have for myself, I'm unavailable. Right. Right, and I think that that is what Mrs. Vanessa Lachey was talking about, where she was like, "You know, Zay, where were you? What were you doing?" <laughs> like she had a. Lot and he of goes, questions. "Be nice to me." <laughs> right, and Nick was like, "I've heard that before." Like, <laughs> and so you know, I really did think about it in the sense, and. Of course, I don't know, Zay, but I do think that I'm a very intuitive person. And Madison, you can agree and honor that every little message that I've ever gotten for you or had about your life has come true. (laughs) And. For me, it's more like I felt bad for Zay in that moment because he was being petty. He wanted to hurt Ray because Ray, right before that, she had shared with him that she didn't know if she wanted to be together because he had said, I love you. I want to marry you. I'm ready now. Like you put us in this experience and I'm ready now. I know that you're the woman I want to marry and have children with and she now was in the position of I don't want that and he was hurt and just like we spoke about before Madison like he wanted to hurt her the way that she had just hurt him Fully. through her own honesty Fully. yeah well and for the first time with her
1: actually being honest with him yes for the first
0: time her owning her own heart Oof. I think it
1: of takeaway that I had from the show was the way that they changed how they reacted how they treated their person how they interpreted or communicated they had their baseline with their partner Mm -hmm. they get a new partner their communication improves right Mm -hmm. they the way that they express emotion and express uh love or you know whatever improves all of these things that their partner wanted them to work on they worked on it then they get back with their partner where was all that work Mm -hmm. where was all that
0: work well and I think that goes back to what I said kind of you know in the beginning of this podcast of it really is this idea of like you can get your nervous system, your body, your energy gets used to these people and your idea of these people and your story of the relationship is so important. If you are so used to bickering and fighting and being sne- sneaky or feeling like your partner is sneaky, then you're going to re enter that relationship with that same mindset. And from
1: experience, Mm -hmm. and you know this Mm -hmm. no matter no matter what no matter how much time you've spent away from your partner those communication styles and those old issues no matter how much you want to say like you've gotten over them they're always still there right I it's just really a matter of time before those things start creeping back up And I think a great example of that was Shanique and Randall. They did get engaged at the end of this, which I was shocked. Shocked. Um, I fully thought, and this could be the editing too, the way that Randall was speaking to her when they were coming back together for the decision. I thought he was like, you know, I I have so much love for you and da 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 And I thought it was going to be a I have so much love for you, but.
0: Yeah. <gasps> and it Madison. didn't end up like that. Madison, I don't mean to cut you off, but as a as a short bitch with tall girl energy, which you love to remind me of, that you forget that I'm only 5'3". Um, I swear we are the same height. Yeah. In my mind, we are too, bitch. But um, <laughs> Randall, to me, has 5'6", five, 5'7", five, energy. And then they zoom out, and I'm like, oh, that's a tall man. <laughs> That is a tall man. You got a little man energy, tall man uh, physical. I think Randall just is a bitch. Yeah, me too.
1: Like he 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 will never be able to oh, fully surrender to mm-hmm. like his feminine. Mm. And he needs to, because it's it's there. It's trying to come out. He's it. It really is like, listen, I'm here. Show your emotion. Express mm-hmm. how you're feeling, please. I'm right here. And he's like, shh. No, no, you're not. Yeah. Just, just go to the side. But they they got engaged, and we then got an engagement that mm-hmm. they called off the engagement. They were separated for six months, and now are dating again. Dating each other again. Well, right, saying there's no pressure for an engagement. There's no, we're just seeing where things go.
0: And What's let's say fuck? this. Let's say this because what happened was in Randall's life, he lost friends, he had some family members pass away, yeah. and I was the partner of someone who lost a family member and to be that emotional support as well as be that doormat is very hard Mm -hmm. very hard and you know he said something about how you know I saw that Shanique was the only one there she's the only one who didn't go anywhere and Shanique is a beautiful woman she is a smart woman she is a strong woman and for Randall to admit to her I was you because Randall's ultimatum was I want to be financially stable before we get engaged, before we get married, and then he admitted to Madeline within the first day or two, like, oh, that's not true, like, oh, yes. that's just an excuse. And I think that more than anything, what you know, Madison and I have said the whole time is owning your truth about your hesitant, like, why you're hesitant in a partnership is your gateway to fixing the problem whether you decide to choose yourself or choose the relationship like owning that problem is the only way to solve that problem
1: and whatever the true reason is nobody has to accept that except you Mm -hmm. if you cannot even accept the true reason if you cannot admit to the true reason nothing after that is going to matter nothing
0: 100%
1: 100%. And that was, that was, I had like a, not sure if I really like Randall, like he seems like the good guy. He seems like, you know, he could be emo- more emotionally available, but like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like you said earlier, was he just trying to put on that front as like being the good guy? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, because like Madeline said, they had these intimate moments off camera. Intimate meaning... Physically. Okay. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I know that I called Randall a little bitch, but also <laughs> in in humor, I said it. And also, you know, just to have like a serious moment of Randall is the perfect example of a man who doesn't want to let anyone down. He does not mm-hmm. want to hurt someone. He does not want to... He wants to do it right. He wants to do good. He is someone who I'm sure, like, literally... Of course, we don't know these people, so I feel crazy saying this. But especially because I see people speculating about my life all the time. But (laughs) feeling that, like, I think he was someone who just, like, loved to achieve. You know what I mean? Like, he loved his worth and value of, like, how he was doing to other people. And, like, what he was to other people. And seeing... So many of these couples on the show just realized, like, oh, holy shit. Like, getting out of it, I feel like almost gave their body and their mind a wake-up call of what they were needing. And now, Madison, moving on to a topic that you and I were texting about, which is Amber's new relationship. April. Do you want to – oh, my God. You know. <laughs> April. April, if you ever hear this over an hour in somehow, please know that I love you, bitch. Like – I would take you to go get those white acrylic nails done anytime. So April <laughs> I just went and got a fill in. done myself today.
1: <laughs> she, you know, she would be a French tip girl. <laughs>
0: girl, no, she is a full coffin shape, full white nail gel. I see them; they're Not real thick. They're real thick, and she's blonde now too. Oh, and yeah. I would never make fun of anyone's appearance on this show unless you were a man and your name was Jake because your hair looked fucked up on the Please. reunion, my guy. Please. And I would
1: know.
0: No, Ray, you are too hot for how you appeared at the reunion. You are too hot for that.
1: Yeah, I Knocked didn't love that she and dress,
0: but. No, but I love her. If she yeah. ever wanted to hook up, I wouldn't say no, you know. literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but continue well,
1: April April tells us I want first of all I want to know how long was this reunion filmed after okay this uh, show? I because think, Madeline is seven months pregnant
0: uh I think nine months or more like it was kind of a long stretch I can look it up right now it feels
1: it feels very long Yes. so
0: regardless of that
1: Um, April said that she had moved in with a girlfriend I was not looking for love I was um, I was just doing me and then bam in comes the love of my life basically right Mm -hmm. so she is now in a serious relationship um, with somebody who she says from the get-go and continues to say good morning I love you I can't wait to marry you um, good afternoon. I'm thinking of you. I love you. I can't wait to marry you. Good night. I love you. I can't wait to marry you. They've. She says that he's a little bit older. Hmm. So they've already talked about kids and wanting kids, and I'm like, honey, you are being love bombed. Yeah. And nobody can protect you from that. Like you're too far. You're too far into it now. Like it, it was a al- It was alarming to me that she's already like we're talking about marriage. He wants to marry me, and you know we're talking about kids. And I understand, like everybody's got a different timeline for shit. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. If it's the one, and you know it's the one, congratulations. Awesome. But you really know it's
0: the one after you just left a two-year relationship. Right? I mean, James tells me that he knew I was the one the night we met. And I took, Madison, how long did I take? A year, like over a year to like get on the same page. So I'm with you where I'm just like, I need time. I am not on that wavelength. And I think that there are some people who know and like that works out for them. But I also think that in this day and age that we live in, I don't know if it is, like, the best thing to do for yourself. And especially when you go from a partnership where you were so invested in saying, like, I want to be with them, no doubt, like, this is my person, I'm going to marry them. And to then go from that to – because she said – didn't she say – remind me, didn't she say that they met, like, right after the show? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I didn't make that up, unfortunately. She said
1: it was like very soon after.
0: Mm.
1: And <clears throat> look. Maybe this is my <clears throat> projection. past past relationship influencing how I feel about the whole April and her new relationship situation. Right. But look, there's I I can never grasp how you are with somebody for an extended period of time
0: you're talking mm-hmm. about
1: children you're talking about getting married and then <clears throat> you break up and boom you're with a new person and you're saying that you want all the same things with this new person okay
0: can i can i love and light you for two seconds no yeah I no can. no not you not you but i can love and like the situation because yes. Not you personally, of course, but the situation of that is always an example of someone who is so fixated on the idea of all of those things. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. they will take whoever they can get to fill that void. And that's so sad. Like, it makes me feel sad for her. It's not a job position, bitch. Like, this isn't a resume. She just hired a new CEO. Baby, we hope they're making that CEO not a fucking part-time assistant oh no ma'am I, I, I wish her the best
1: I really do like and all of them like ultimately what they want and their desires and their needs I hope are met and exceeded um it was very eye-opening to myself because I'm sitting through like watching the show and I'm like oh I would not let somebody talk to me like that Mm -hmm. I would not let my partner do that like and not even in like a controlling way but just seeing you know you're an outside perspective obviously you know and I've talked about like my last relationship trauma you you know the thick of it, right? Right. And when we are in the thick of it, like, the things that other people see from the outside, we don't necessarily see. Right. And so it was just, like, a really good – it was toxic as hell. It was fun. Like, I like watching other people's drama, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. My toxic trait. I love it. Um. So, it was nice to view it from this outside perspective, like, almost having, like, some affirmation that, like, when the time comes, I know what I want and will and will not stand for.
0: Mm. I love that, though.
1: And I swear if Nick and Vanessa make some other spinoff show, I just don't know if I can support them at this time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: well you know what I will say this is something that I really enjoy about myself of like and even as my friend you know this that most like gossip shows or like drama things I really just am not into but this show I like I don't know I weirdly liked it only from like this compassionate place of like look at these people just thinking that this is the answer and I think that that is kind of where our world is at of we think we have to push and push and push and almost like trick people into choosing us thinking that we need to trick ourselves into choosing happiness and that should tell us right there that
1: that's not the person bitch amen right there you answered the ultimatum for yourself
0: amen what do you think your biggest takeaway or your biggest lesson, or your biggest aha from this show was?
1: Oh, man. Honestly, I loved um, when I started to see some of the individuals, like, have their aha moments. Mm -hmm. Like, especially with Zay, when he came back to apologize to Shanique storming off during their fight and mm. being like you know what I shouldn't have done that I was feeling XYZ Um, so seeing them and also April seeing April kind of have that like moment of calm to herself mm-hmm. like realizing I don't like yes I am this big crazy like um, loud person, but that's not all that I am. Yeah, was amazing. I'm like, if I could just realize in the moment when I change something, like that would be great. Like if I could have an outside looking in perspective, <laughs> moving forward on myself, how helpful would that be? right? I don't even know if they really realized like, in that moment, like, oh, this is different.
0: Mm. That's so true. And you know what? I think at the reunion, we saw a lot of the couples and even, you know, Vanessa Lachey, like, talk about how you see yourself back on camera and that was not how you were feeling or not what you were thinking or in your head, like, you were really expressing such a different emotion. And... I think that as much as people you know told me oh this show is toxic oh all these things it's like yeah it is but I don't know anyone I don't know any of my friends who at one point they didn't reach this point in their relationships where they knew they wanted different things but they like they thought they had to fight for these things. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know anyone who hasn't given an ultimatum, whether it went in their favor, or it didn't. I think that a lot of us think about this thing, like we think about this moment of being like, well, you do this, or you, you know, agree with me, or we take this step, or we're done. And I think we want to call these people toxic. And we want to view it as this, like, over the top dramatic thing, which of course, like, in this experiment, it is, but it really isn't for a lot of people, men or women or non-binary, whatever it may be, to think that like you have an idea of what your life should look like. And from that, that manifests in thinking that you have an idea of what your relationship should look like. And you start acting from that energy of thinking that you have to take these steps and make these moves and have these conversations. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this should almost be a wake-up call to people of like, if you even think that you have to give an ultimatum, that's kind of your answer yes yes that was a good takeaway
1: (laughs) man that should have been my answer (laughs) i'm starting to rethink you said bitch you
0: couldn't have just said i liked her outfit or something
1: (laughs) i mean it is your
0: podcast after all bitch (laughs) (laughs) your platform honey
1: I'm just here for emotional
0: support. Yeah, but really, though, uh, I also wrote down in my notes, I just need to read this to you, Randall plus sign Madeline top sheet, because it really did stick out to me how long Uh, these motherfuckers uh, talked about the top sheet. And I just want to let everyone know, listening to this hamster, (laughs) or listening to this hamster, uh, Mm -hmm. I am the hamster. I'm a dirty hamster. I hate sheets. (laughs) I might be insightful, but I fucking hate sheets. Don't ever bring a sheet to my party. Absolutely not. No, ma'am. No. Ma'am. Well, I'm so excited to see uh, which couples stay together. Madison, we're going to have to do another podcast soon. And if anyone listening to this has not watched the show, well, you got the whole fucking summary, but I do think you should go watch it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Doing the Lord's work. We did it, Madeline. We did it. Um, Kamala, love you, bitch. Um, This one's for Kamala. Pours one out on my floor. Um... But in all actuality, I really do think that people want to call this show toxic when I think it mirrors a lot back to us, especially as millennial women growing up with boomer moms and boomer grandmas of like really seeing of like women for so long were like conditioned and told of like our whole being was about our relationship status and having kids and being millennials and especially like Gen Z we're entering this space of like that's not just who you are, and I hope some people can take that motherfucking takeaway from it because you don't got to put up with shit you don't want to put up with, but you also have to own your own shit to not put up with other people's shit.
1: Who ain't that the truth? <laughs> she said, "Don't call me out like that." <laughs> Listen, this is not a personal read, right? Okay? You said,
0: this, "This ain't therapy session. This is this ain't our text thread. We're not Facetiming. Don't Google me." <laughs> Um, but Madison, thank you so much for being on. You are always a delight in my life. A dear friend that I am so grateful to have. I love you more. And thank you for being so open and honest during this whole thing. And we'll have to do... Oh, you know what, bitch? Hold up. Wait, I'm looking at my notes. What's with the metal goblets? (laughs) (laughs) What's with the metal cups?
1: Hold up. You know, you know they had to... It it I think it's just because you know on Love Is Blind they had like the gold ones. no okay so on Love Is Blind mm-hmm. their thing was like the gold goblets uh, so now that this is I don't want to say like a spinoff yeah but it is another Nick and <laughs> Vanessa show mm-hmm. that centered around couples. They okay. kept the same theme of having the goblet right. with a different
0: color. Okay, so hear me out. Uh, like, you know, Ball, the, like, mason jar company, B-A-L-L? Yes. So they, they did a campaign with Aquaman, Jason Momoa, and it's those aluminum, like, ball cups, you know? Have you seen those? I have not seen this. Okay, so this is, like, think about the red Solo cup, but it's, like, an aluminum cup. And so okay. it's just, like, the inside of a can, and they reached out to me, and they wanted to do a campaign for Earth Day, right? But it wasn't paid, so I was, like, not. Mm, not with probably not. aluminum. <laughs> right. And I said, mm, probably not. Like, uh, if it's not paid, no thank you. So... Joke's on me because Miss Lila Lace is obsessed with these fucking cups, and I think it's because they stay cold for so long, and she's teething right now that it feels so good on her gums, so she's obsessed with, like, water out of these cups right now, so... Um, metal goblet, whatever it may be. Um, all I could think about on this show is that any bar they go to, anytime they're at a restaurant, on the reunion, throughout the house, throughout the apartments, throw them in the purse. Yeah, they literally have these metal goblets. And I'm like, wait, honey, I can't go to the restaurant, I can't find my goblet. Yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle. Like, damn, like it is okay. Talk to the big corporations first. This bitch. whole show was an Earth Day campaign, amen. Living in the same apartment, oh my god. Which, just for anyone listening, it was filmed in Austin, Texas. Uh, Madison and I had the same question. <laughs> we were also confused. But we will finally hop the fuck off. And just thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to hear what y'all thought about uh this show. Because, I don't know. Do you hope there will be a season two?
1: Oh, I do. I
0: do, too. But oh, I God. hope
1: they kind of work out. I hope they... I hope they move
0: higher budget
1: a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Higher. I hope they approach it a little bit differently in the timeline. Mm -hmm. I think the timeline was weird.
0: Like the three three weeks weeks is a weird number, right? Bitch, try three months. Right. Let's see what.
1: Let's see what can really work out in three months.
0: Oh my god, that's a long time though. It was also interesting to see though people going from like. I feel like this was the first show we saw where it's like going from a new partner back to your old partner. Yes that was interesting before making the decision correct yes
1: it wasn't just three weeks with the new person and then you make your decision no I did like that Mm -hmm. I did like that
0: it was smart it got you out of that love bubble yes oh okay well thank you so much everyone for listening (laughs) Madison I will talk to you very shortly and we love all of you thank you so much